Hare Krishna. Um, reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, from the uh, seventh canto, the and chapter nine, entitled "Pralad pacifies Lord Nishingadev with prayers," text number eleven. Naivatmana Prabhu Rayam Nijalavapuno Manam Janat Avidusha Karuna Vrinite Yats Yats Jano Bhagavate Vidadita Manam Tats Chatmane Pratimukasya Yatamukasri The Supreme Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is always fully satisfied in himself. Therefore, when something is offered to him, the offering by the Lord's mercy is for the benefit of the devotee. For the Lord does not need service from anyone. To give an example, if one's face is decorated, the reflection of one's face in a mirror is also to be seen decorated. So, this verse is from uh, the prayers of Palat Maharaj, and it's a very nice prayer. Um, speaking about the nature of devotional service, that when we are engaging in the service of the Lord, because the Lord is fully satisfied within himself, he doesn't really need our service. But actually, we ourselves are being benefited by that service. Uh, and uh, just as when one decorates one face, then the face that one will see in the mirror is also decorated. So if we are decorating Krishna, uh, then we will benefit. In one letter, Srila Prabhupada is writing to Kirtanananda, and uh, Kirtananda Swami at the time. And he is saying that um, when you decorate the, the deity uh, as beautiful as you can, then you will forget all about the beauty of the material world. Yeah, so in devotional service, we are benefiting. And yet we're acting in devotional service for the pleasure of Krishna. That is amazing. Uh, that is amazing. So, I think we have to, to focus on that. We have to focus on whatever we can do for Krishna. Um, not on what we want to be for Krishna. When we look at what we want to be for Krishna, then we will always face that we're falling short. Now, sometimes, it is also good to think like of what we want to be for Krishna, a pure devotee. Uh, but uh, then again, we are not. Then again, we are all uh, falling short. Uh, and if we look at Srila Prabhupada's example, uh, we're falling short. Uh, when we hear descriptions of the Goswamis, uh, this morning I was discussing how the uh, the six Goswamis would would barely sleep, uh, maybe one to one and a half hour a night, and some nights they would forget to sleep, 
And that is something that is uh, very far from me. And uh, I will not forget to sleep. Uh, if, if I need to cut sleep, then that is difficult for me um, because that's going, to, going down to basics. And, uh, but I don't, I could, could meditate and start feeling guilty how I'm not where I should be, but I, I'm, I'm not doing that. I try to do the best I can. And I, I humbly pray Krishna, pray to Krishna to somehow or other accept that service uh, and accept me that, yes, I'm not a great personality in that sense, uh, not comparable to these spiritual giants, but I am I'm trying, um, a little dwarf, I'm trying, I'm trying to live a life uh, dedicated to Krishna. And I see so many sincere devotees in our, in, in our movement who are also uh, very much trying to be devotees and who live a life uh, also in the world, who have a family, who have children, who are professionals and who feel that they may sometimes be uh, not up to the mark. Um, but no, the mark is not uh, that we all have to uh, come up to that unique standard of behavior that is found in the six Goswamis. The six Goswamis, Srila Prabhupada and all these personalities, um, they are uh, Krishna's associates who are meant to play this extraordinary role, um, to play the role uh, of through of, of, of a channel through which the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu can reach us. We may not be like them, but if we faithfully, if we're faithfully trying to be devotees, um, if we're just faithfully following the regulative principles, if we faithfully are chanting Hare Krishna, and if we're faithfully trying to uh, to live a life uh, with such principles and, and remembering Krishna and doing some service for Krishna, uh, then we're doing, doing well. Then everything is fine. And then we don't need to feel any, any guilt. Uh, we can just focus on what we can do what we can do for Krishna. Because Krishna is kind and Krishna is merciful. And uh, what can we say? What can we do? Uh, we're living, we're spread out all over the world. We're all living in different countries. We're not living in India, um, which is a, a warm country. Um, in India, the sadhus, yes, are 
are moving around. Uh, and many are following, following the sun in the winter. They'll, they'll go south. So when the weather is warmer, one can live more simple. In colder places, more shelter is required. More arrangements are required. We are all over the world. Um, I'm now in Europe. I have my, uh, I have a number of shoes. I have a, a number of coats. Right. I have light wind coat. I have more of a waterproof raincoat. I have a warm fluffy jacket and have a serious winter coat for when the temperatures are uh, are going way into minus uh, so and it's already cold so what can we say that is needed um that is needed and with it while needs are increasing uh, also Entanglement with the material energy increases. And, uh, and these things may take us away from devotional service. Then our life was on a certain track before we met devotees, before we got involved in Krishna consciousness. Then in the middle of that life, Krishna consciousness appeared. So our life continued along the track that we were already on. But then, within that, we made arrangements to purify the whole thing um, by adding the regulative principles in, by offering what we eat, uh, taking Krishna Prasadam, by hearing, by uh, putting pictures of Krishna throughout the house, not mundane things, by, in this way, Krishnize our life. That is perfect. That is very nice. And Krishna is appreciating. And so much more, it doesn't take. Uh, naturally, we are trying. We're trying to advance. We are taking initiations. And with each initiation, also some responsibility increases. Um, first initiation, we are committing to um, regulative principles to chanting 16 rounds, second initiation. We are uh, committing to cultivating qualities of goodness and try to embrace these uh, qualities. Sama, the most, Sama, Samo, Damas, Tapo, So, Cham, Xantir, Arjavan, Eva, Chakyana, Vikyana, Mastikam, Brahma, Sabavacham. So, try to be equipoised, uh, sense controlled. Uh, ready to uh, perform austerities, uh, cleanliness, internal, external, uh, uh, xantir, tolerance, forgive, forgiveness, arjavam, simplicity, straightforwardness, jnanam, we're trying to cultivate knowledge of transcendental uh, subject matter and realize that knowledge, vijnanam, so all these kind of qualities, which are the qualities of the mode of goodness, yes, they, uh, we try to embrace them. Um, we try to appreciate how Krishna 
is, is living eternally in his transcendental abode and is, is there being served by Lakshmi Sahasra Satasam Brahma Sevyamanam, by uh, millions of goddesses of fortune. And we just uh, hear about such things. We are just becoming aware of such things. We are just, uh, yeah, appreciative of, of such things. That little by little, our vision grows. So our commitment stands. But little by little, our vision grows of what Krishna consciousness is. We make it to India. We make uh, a parikrama to, uh, to a holy place. And we make a relationship there. Um, we, we meditate in that place. Maybe in Mayapur, we'll go to the house of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. We hear about Bhaktivinoda Thakur. And we appreciate uh, how Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur would, uh, would rise very, very early at 11 at night and that he would spend the night um, and he would spend the night studying and writing. And that in this way, he was uh, incredibly productive. And we see that he was a very visionary, broad-minded personality. Mm. Who, uh, who, who dealt with, with so many aspects of devotional service that we feel that whatever direction we go, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, was already there. He already thought about it. And uh, in this way, uh, our relationship with Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur deepens. We are reading about the six Goswamis and uh, and maybe at one point we decide to, to memorize the Satku Swami Astaka. Hmm. Yes, the uh, Satku Swami Astaka. Let me just uh, open it up if I can. Uh-huh. Uh, legal diaries, relations, writing past the chariots, cookbooks, biographies, handbooks. Here is song books, person praise. Um Hmm. No, yeah, here it is. So, yeah, so the Satkuswami Astika, I won't seriously read it, but um, in the um, first Krishna Kirtana Gana Nartana Paro Premam Ritambunidi, 
about the six Goswamis being deeply absorbed in an ocean of transcendental love. Uh, yes, gentle to both, or, or consumed both the gentle and the ruffians appreciate them, uh, or how they were um, always uh, scrutinizing the scriptures, very learned in the scriptures, and based on these scriptures, establish Sad Dharma and the mood of Vrindavan, um, how they purify all the conditioned souls of sinful activities by pouring upon them transcendental songs about Govinda, uh, like that, these six Goswamis. The more we hear about them, the more we develop a relationship. And then we, we again return to Vrindavan. And when we return to Vrindavan, again we visit we visit the places of the Goswamis. We, uh, we go to the temple of Sanatan Goswami. Um, last Parikrama we did, we went to the, uh, the temple of Sanatan Goswami in, uh, in Vrindavan. And we spent time there and then we just uh, carried on. And we just uh, went to... Uh, to Karoli, uh, the deity of Madan Mahan, and we, we really connected with Sanatana Goswami. We went also uh, to the Radha Govinda temple in, in Jaipur, the temple of Rupa Goswami. And we read from Chaitanya Charitamrita about Rupa Goswami. So in this way, our relationships grow. Um, we're not just reading the Chaitanya Charitamrita and getting purified by reading the Chaitanya Charitamrita. No, that purification translates in that we develop relationships. We develop relationships with Sila Rupa Goswami uh, through the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And we read in the Chaitanya Charitamrita how the Radha Govind, in the Radha Govinda temple, there were thousands of devotees who were all followers of Lord Chaitanya. And they would gather every day to discuss the, uh, the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya as described in the Chaitanya Mangal, uh, which at that time was the name of a book that was later renamed Chaitanya Bhagavat, the book of Vrindavan Das Thakur. So the Chaitanya Bhagavat, yes. And uh, so we start reading the Chaitanya Bhagavat. I remember the first time I got the Chaitanya Bhagavat, it was not printed yet. There was a translation which had not been published yet, done by Sarvabhavana Prabhu, uh, a disciple of Srila Prabhupada. And I, uh, I was reading it in like uh, just uh, a ring-bound thing printed out on a computer. And uh, we just uh, sort of an early translation of the Chaitanya Bhagavad. And it was so relishable. It was so amazing. Um, later, I went to the birthplace of Vrindavan Das Thakur in Momgachi 
and uh, and made more of a relationship with Vindavan das Thakur. Now Vindavan das Thakur is kind of very much part of my life. Uh, I am uh, regularly, regularly turning to the Chaitanya Bhagavat as one of the, uh, as a pillar in my life. So in this way, we develop relationships with all the personalities. We develop faith in them. We become aware of their example. And, and since we are committed, we're committed to Mahajana Yenagata Sapanta, to follow in the footsteps of the great Mahajans. The examples of the great Goswamis are, are with us. And even although we don't live like them, uh, I mean, who can live like Sukadev Goswami? Yeah, impossible. Uh, he didn't, uh, he stayed in the womb till he was fully grown. He comes out, walks naked through the world and just starts preaching the Bhagavatam to, uh, uh, to, to Maharaj Pariksit. Who can, uh, can match that? But this one-pointed focus of, uh, of Sukadev, we can remember. Uh, and then at times, when we are in the middle of the world, and when uh, the world is becoming overwhelming and so many things are going on, then we can just, for a moment, remember Sukadev Goswami and how aloof he was, um, how aloof he was from the world. And we are just feeling uh, uh, totally, uh, yeah, totally uh, inspired by his example of extraordinary aloofness and not that we could be as aloof as as he is but still remembering Sukadev Goswami will give us strength to also not be so affected by all these external things that we are facing and to just focus on our internal life with Krishna and to chant and to hear and to just and to serve and to um, somehow or other, carry on with our life for Krishna. And even if we do nothing special in our spiritual life, still, because we're faithful about devotional service, um, time works in our favor. Um, we are learning about Krishna. We hear, and we hear always, we hear something new. We hear... Uh, or we hear it again, we are reminded. And in this way, um, we are all familiar. We're familiar with Dhruva Maharaj. We're familiar. We are familiar with Pilat Maharaj. And when we, and these are all our, our Mahajans. Mahajana Yenigata Sapanta. These are kind of pillars. Pilat Maharaj. Um, are we going to uh, uh, be able to uh, to to uh, be like Pallad Maharaj? Pallad Maharaj was thrown in a pit with snakes. He was not afraid. 
I can't match that fact. Uh, if you throw me in a pit of snakes, I'll be totally afraid. But what is there to do? Other than taking shelter of Krishna, I'll be afraid, but I'll also be chanting. Um, because there's no other shelter. So at least that much. Um, and I'll be chanting and praying at the same time and pray to Pallad. And in this way, somehow or other, um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> if you live or die, that I can't say um, from being in a pit with snakes. But whatever may be, uh, we will be benefited by the chanting. If, if we live, then it's the holy name that saved us. If we, if we die, then the holy name will save us then. Right? So the holy name is our shelter. That is for sure. Yes. Um, I have once on a, on a tiny little plane that was shaking and rocking in bad weather uh, in, in Australia. It was just rocking and shaking, and I became extremely scared. This plane was known as Cigar, and it was flying from uh, Mildura to Melbourne. Eight people could sit in the thing, and the weather went bad, and it just was thrown here and there, left and right, and I was, I chanted 16 rounds in one hour. I was so um, but at least I chanted, and if he would have smashed, well, at least I would have been chanting, right? So, how wonderful, you know? We are so protected in this way. So, I'm not Pralat, right? Uh, I'm not Sanatan Goswami. Uh, I'm not uh, Raghunadas Goswami who ate the rotten rice, the rotten rice from the Jagannath temple. Uh, even the cows wouldn't touch it. He washed it under the tap and, and the inner core would stay. And I ate that rice. And he, he ate that rice, the core, with a little bit of salt. That's too austere. That's too much. I eat simple, but... That would be too austere. But we take Krishna Prasadam uh, and we eat what we can, can digest. And not just uh, eating totally uncontrolled. We learn to control ourselves so that um, the eating is actually sustaining us and nourishing. And every once in a while we may uh, we may eat for the tongue, but like that, right? We are, it is fine because we're living a life in Krishna consciousness. Um, we are not expected to become like these extraordinary role models. Huh? Oh. Sorry. 
We're not expected to become like these extraordinary role models, but we are meant, we are meant to be uh, faithful, faithful followers, and just follow the principles of purity. And all these role models are our inspiration. And they, they may do enormous things, but they inspire us to take a little bit of their spirit and to, in our own life, to also remain fixed. Uh, and when we feel a little weak and wavering, yes, we have to choose. We have to choose the uh, pure path, the path of purity. Um, so yes, let us uh, let us follow the path of purity. Mm. So each of us, as we um, as we hear that uh, different devotees are flying on different levels, they're like birds flying on different levels in this in the transcendental sky of realization about uh, the Lord's pastimes. Yes. So we may not be the ones who fly in the highest level in the sky, but we are flying. We are flying. We're on the transcendental path. We're on the path of devotional service. And we are careful to stay there and protect uh, ourselves from stepping over the boundaries. So that's very nice. And if we do so, um, then we are solidly on the devotional path and we'll, we'll get all the benefit from every of our actions because everything is linked to devotional service. It counts. Hmm? We have a house. And we live in this house uh, as devotees. Right? Then this house is, the, is a place of liberation. Then this house is most auspicious. Then this house is, is just a benediction. Huh? This is a sacred place. This is our bhajan kutir. This, this house where we are cooking for Krishna and offering what, what we have cooked. This house where we are chanting our japa, this house where we have a Srimad Bhagavatam, and this house where we have some deities, this house is a great, is blessing us. This house is not a burden. This house is actually nourishing us. This house where there are pictures of Krishna, this house, is reminding us of Krishna. Such a house is a one is is a wonderful transcendental abode. Such a place is a temple. Such a place is purifying us. Just being there. So in this way, uh, we should just understand the potency, uh, the potency of Krishna consciousness and how it transforms, how it transforms everything in our life. So, uh, we're doing well. We're doing well. 
And of course, all right. Uh, if we struggle with, uh, with the basics, all right. Then let us try and improve and fix ourselves uh, in the principles of purity and the principles of our vows. Because if we do so, uh, then our path is clear. Uh, but even if we're struggling, then there still may be, uh, st still may be mercy uh, as a factor to, uh, to help us come forward. Yes. So, therefore, I think we should, we're looking at all these great, amazing, pure devotees. We cannot be like them. That's not going to be. But they are our inspiration. And we, take, we get strength from them to do, um, to somehow or other be firm in our own situation. And that is good enough. All right, now let me read the verse again. The Supreme Lord, the Supreme Personality of God, it is always fully satisfied in himself. Therefore, when something is offered to him, the offering by the Lord's mercy is for the benefit of the devotee. For the Lord does not need service from anyone. To give an example, if one's face is decorated, the reflection of one's face in a mirror is also to be seen, is also seen to be decorated. Purport. In Bhakti Yoga, it is recommended that a, a devotee follow nine principles. Sravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Padasevanam, Archanam, Vandanam, Dasyam, Sakyam, Atmanivedanam. The service of glorifying the Lord by hearing, chanting, and so on is not, of course, meant for the benefit of the Lord. This devotional service is recommended for the benefit of the devotee. The Lord is always glorious, whether the devotee glorifies him or not. But if the devotee engages in glorifying the Lord, the devotee himself automatically becomes glorious. Chetodam Darpanam Marjanam Bhavamaha Devakmini Vapanam CC Antya 2012. By glorifying the Lord constantly, the living entity becomes purified in the core of his heart, and does he understand that he does not belong to the material world, but is a spirit soul whose actual activity is to advance in Krishna consciousness so that he may become free from the material clutches. Hmm. Thus, the blazing fire of material existence is immediately extinguished. A foolish person is amazed that Krishna orders. Abandon all variety of religious activities and just surrender unto me. Hmm. So, yes, um, this is Krishna's mercy. Uh, that whatever we do for him, that we are getting benefit from it and that we are advancing. That is Krishna's love. Um, and that is something that we can, uh, we can appreciate how kind Krishna is. Um, we just try to please him. And in the cause of it, we transform. We uh, are purified, we become devotees. Uh, so just some acts in devotional service 
transform us into devotees. That is Krishna's kind mercy. Oh, very, very, very nice. So, um, this verse is a verse that uh, gives us great hope about uh, in spiritual life. Uh, I have spoken, this is the third day that I'm speaking on this topic uh, of selected verses uh, from the uh, the bhakti literature. Um, the uh, so on the first day we spoke about a prayer of Prahlad from the fifth canto, where uh, it is said, "Swasti asya visvasya kala prasidata." Let the whole universe. Uh, that all the envious people in the whole universe become pacified, that everything become auspicious. So this is wonderful. No? This is a, such a beautiful prayer from Pallad Maharaj. And then the next day, yesterday, we focused on the qualities of, of a saintly person and, and how uh, the saintly person is um, getting the mercy of Krishna. And, uh, and today, we're, we're from the prayers of, and that was from the discussion between Devahuti and Kapila and her son Kapila. And now, Devahuti and Kapila were discussing pure devotional service. Now we are here in these prayers of Prahlad. And... Uh, and Prahlad is just an amazing personality. So these Mahajans, right, they stand there as amazing Vaishnavas throughout time. And they are just guiding us on the way. This way, please. This is how, how to do it. This is how you proceed. Yes. Um, and try... And take the spirit. Try and take the spirit of the Mahajans. Okay? In the spirit of the Mahajans, yes, we can do. And and the result is that is 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 beyond expectation. When we look at Dhruva Maharaj's example, the result of spiritual life is beyond expectation. Therefore, let us be spiritually optimistic, very optimistic. Uh, the result will be wonderful beyond expectation. And let us just focus on faithfully doing what we're doing. And by Krishna's grace, uh, more and more we'll become familiar with all the great personalities and their lives are just so powerful that they bring us so much grace. So in this way, let us, let us meditate on that grace. Uh, let us forget about what we cannot do. Uh, sure, I, uh, I should sleep less. Yes, I should eat less. Okay. Uh, but I'm struggling. I'm struggling to uh, 
to keep my health together. Yeah, just somehow or other, uh, it's like uh, this year it happened to me that I forgot to, uh, uh, I forgot that it was a codicil and ate some grain. Now, what am, okay, I did the codicil later. Uh, I fasted on another day. But now, what am I going to do? Am I going to do near jolly codicil? No, I'm not going to do near jolly codicil. Oh, why in but Maharaj? No, not but Maharaj. If I do near jol, I get pain in my kidneys. So I don't do near jol. Uh, I need jol. Hmm. And I drink a lot of water. My kidneys are fine. But as soon as I cut on water, I get this pain in my back. Hmm. So, whatever it may be, right? I mean, I just drink a lot. Of, I just drink water. <laughs> and everything is fine. As long as I drink water, I'm okay. So, what to do? Uh, some things I cannot do. So, near Jolly Kadasi is not for me. Uh, but it's all right. I, I do my best. And in this way, it goes on. So let us be, uh, let us all see there are things that we can do, things that we cannot do. Uh, but we remain faithful within the boundaries and we do what we can. And, what we, and that turns into something really glorious. And then our meditation is also positive. Yes, and we just start to think like, oh, uh, how can I make this service more wonderful? Um, how can I make this more wonderful? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I mean, it all, ecodices, uh, it happens to all of us. Some uh, That's happened to all of us that sometimes accidentally we eat grain on an ecodice. Uh, what to do? Ah, uh, things like that, they, uh, they happen. Um, uh, it, but I'm speaking on that topic. I'm not speaking about that we break, uh, accidentally break an ecodicy. I'm speaking about guilt. The topic of the day is about, is not about ecodicy. The topic is about guilt about us feeling guilty in, in our spiritual life. And I, I gave the solution of how to stop feeling guilty. And the solution is, instead of looking what we cannot do, let's focus. Yes, we must follow the, the regulative principles and chant our 16 miles and work on that. If we cannot do that, well, then we do the best we can. That's another thing. Um, I will try and get there eventually. Uh, but otherwise, focus on what we can do and try and do that nicely and then build on that and expand it. That is what I talk about. Then our meditation changes into the positive. What will I do for Krishna? All right, I'll cook for Krishna and I'll cook something nice for Krishna. All right, I'm not the greatest singer, but anyway, it doesn't matter. I'll sing something for Krishna, 
uh, I'm not the biggest scholar, but I'll say something about Krishna. I'm not, uh, I'm not very expert, but uh, okay. But I work as an accountant. All right, I'll do some accounts for Krishna. So like this, let us get into this positive mood. That is what I wanted to say today. Because as we are decorating the face, uh, then the image in the mirror will also be decorated. As we are making many nice, wonderful offerings to Krishna, as nice as we can, then automatically we'll also get the benefit and the purification. Thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai.